to episode 21 of the Corporate Quitters Podcast. Are you ready to be fulfilled? Today's guest, Philip Davis, <laughs> you see what I did there? He's a career coach and an HR strategist, but you're going to find out that he is a whole lot more than just that. This young man is full of energy and is just an all around decent guy. So tune in and let's have some fun. morning phil good morning how are you doing hey man i'm doing pretty good so what's going on with you today well it's uh not monday which is good so we're (laughs) and we're on to a a new week you know so it's uh you know a little bit of uh another another day to to make a difference and to be here so i i definitely appreciate um you having me here yeah so you guys you're on the corporate quitters podcast today we have Philip Davis with us. Phil is going to give us our morning shot of fulfillment. If you're here with us and you drop by and you're live, say hi. We've got a few people in the chat that have said hi already. So say hi if you're here with us. So Phil, tell me, man, what is it that you do? What in the world is the career strategist? What, what is what is that? Yeah, so... Uh, A career strategist, according to myself, is someone who is truly, truly there for job seekers and for businesses, in my opinion. And so on the job seeker side, it's really about making the time for that job seeker and understanding what he or she or they what, what their what their ambitions are, what their career goals are, and where they want to go next um, in their career, not just in the short term, but also really in the long term. Because I, I know, and I'm sure you know, this pandemic has changed everything, right? It's changed what people want to do with their careers. It's changed what people want to do with their lives. And it's also just changed where they, they they've seen they, where they're where they're seeing themselves in the future, um, and I think a lot of folks nowadays are are really wanting to think long term versus like okay where do I want to be next, um, and so a strategist a good career strategist I believe is somebody who helps to guide, to fulfill, and to really encourage and motivate that individual to help see their ambitions a little bit clearer. Um, and then on the company side, on a business side, we go into like the HR strategist side. Same thing, really, more or less on a workforce perspective, right? Um, a lot of companies, unfortunately, had to make a lot of changes last year and even now as, as we're still going through this pandemic. And so I think a really good HR strategist, um, and there are many out there in, uh, in my network, as I'm sure is in your network as well, who have really had to make changes into those organizations of really focusing their workforce around the person. Um, You and I, I know, have talked a lot about that instead of really more or less the business. It's really making sure people are successful and that they're doing okay. You know, I tell you something interesting. I will never, ever, ever Look at the word fulfillment the same again now. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you come up with it? Yeah, I mean, it it, it really, 
it was really a lot of soul searching for me in in the beginning. Um, and, and what started kind of just as about a year ago, just getting out on LinkedIn and just starting to to share, you know, meaningful content, right? No hashtag at all. I really focused a lot in, internally inside myself and said, you know, who is Phil and, and who is this guy? Like, what is my purpose, right? Like, why? what am I supposed to be doing? Um, and we'll, of course, talk about kind of my career journey and stuff a little bit later. But at that point last year, I knew deep down that I've I've always wanted to be in opportunities where I was making a difference for other people, not the other way around. Because for me, it's never been about myself. It's been about others. And so really looking at my own core values, really, you know, man of integrity, somebody who's going to do what they say they're going to do when they said they would do it, you know, looking with somebody who who's motivated, who's who just shows up consistently um, for his network. I, I really thought of of fulfillment because you see it a lot, you know, like in in businesses and, and there are a ton of people who are fulfilling, you know, other people's lives and, and even their own, you know, their own lives. But just coming up with that word, it kind of made sense. I'm like, well, my name's got Phil in it. Why don't I just try and put Phil in the center of it and, and make it happen? So it was kind of a a silly little punny hashtag in the beginning. And then just as time went on, I said, you know what? I could probably make a business out of this name and really just let it like breathe and speak um, just the values that I have and just the, the, the difference that I want to really make for other people. So that's that's kind of how it came. I, I tell you, I, I think it's great because, you know, to a certain extent, you're fulfilling your own dreams and your own destiny, but you're also helping others to fulfill their dreams and destiny through the work that you do. So I, I think that it's great. But I tell you, mentally now, I'm just stuck. I'll never look at fulfill or fulfillment the same way again. So, look, we've got some people joining us this morning. We've got Reggie Waterman in the virtual building. We've got my man Usama here saying hello to everyone. So we've got some people that are joining us and everybody wants to know this morning about Phil and how they can be fulfilled. So you guys, if you don't know, you're here on the Corporate Quitters Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Berry, and we are here with Philip Davis. Philip started his business because of the pandemic. Now that's kind of brave. Tell me about that. What, what in the world made you start a business during a pandemic and not go back to the corporate environment? Because that's what we all want to know. Yeah. Why? Yeah. The what and the why and the how exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a quirky oddball and I'll, I'll kind of start with just my career progression up to this point, really before fulfillment started. And I've, I've been in HR for about 10 years. Absolutely love um, the profession of love. I've been, I've been so fortunate and, and so blessed to be in opportunities that not only have allowed for my growth, but also have allowed me to make a difference in the corporate world, um, which was amazing. But I'll just get real with you. I mean, as we've spoken before, um, of course, my last position was a job elimination well over a year ago. So I've had a, I've had a lot of, of time to really think about this next step to fulfillment. But then also I've been through other job eliminations, right? I've had two in my career within a four-year time frame, right? So it, it's kind of the question, like, how much more could I handle that kind of situation? 
until I could really say, you know what, I, I really believe and I really have faith and I'm confident that I can really go on myself and really make the most difference. And so a lot of it was, it was true heartache. I mean, it was like when it happened the first time I was fortunate because we were in a candidate driven market. So I was able to get another opportunity within a week, no problem. But of course with COVID, with the pandemic, and I know there's, there's, there's still so many out there still looking for a role between the time my role was eliminated last year up to now, I really just started helping people, you know, pro bono, really just showing up for my network, really helping out there. And I became so busy. Um, and and I, I realized that where I was putting my time this past year had really helped me become even that much more fulfilled just as a person. Because when those people got into those job opportunities, when they really started noticing the 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 passion and really the loyalty that that I have given them just along their journey wherever they are whether it's is a job or if it's just like a simple hey how you doing just thinking about you that means the most difference and getting into that kind of area of fulfillment versus like a corporate setting mm -hmm. I felt very limited in in some previous roles I said let me just venture out on my own let me see what I can do um to really make a difference for others and it gives and it and i'll say it too you know it, it gives me a lot more control of being a business owner which i i thought oh, okay yeah i'll run my own thing it's cool but it's like it gives you a lot of control but yeah. more importantly as i've i've been doing this for two weeks it has not been a long time i'm the happiest i've ever been but two i've also i, I feel free i have this freedom to wake up right now at you know eight in the morning and say hey let's do this let's just chat because i i am mentally physically and even spiritually um in tune uh for, for doing it so well and, and what's really interesting is it speaks a lot to um our individual outlook on life because if i'm hearing you right you know, you were laid off at the beginning of the pandemic. You began helping people pro bono for free. Yep. But as you started helping people, you realized that you were doing good work. And you also realized that the work that you were doing, you could get paid for. And Correct. instead of going back to a corporate environment and relying on someone else to fulfill the joy that you wanted in your life, you decided to take control of your life. And so now you offer people valuable services that can help them become fulfilled. You see, we're going to ride this all day. <laughs> but, but no, in, in all seriousness, yeah. you're, you could have, you could have just uh, stayed at home and sulked and cried and moaned during the pandemic, but you used it to actually help find what it was that you wanted to do to find your purpose in life. And I think that's great. And see, I think some people may have laughed when you said you've only been doing this for two weeks, but you just got your LLC. What about literally about two to four weeks ago? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But unlike some people, you started your business with clients waiting. How did exactly. you do that? Like, exactly. How did you do that? What's the secret? Well, I think I, I think a lot of it and I'll be I'll be very honest. I think a lot of it was really I don't want to say wait, waiting in this context, but a lot of it was just taking this pro bono period and just helping as many people as possible while really focusing on that soul searching and really, really looking within myself. Um, because a lot of it, you know, in the beginning when, when 
the layoff happened, of course, I had those, you know, natural seasons of, you know, why me? Why did this happen? I mean, it was a hard couple weeks in the beginning. Um, it was tough, but I, I manned up. I said, you know what? I'm going to try to get my PHR, which is a professional human resources certification. So within the first two months of my layoff, I said, let me get certified and, and get my PHR. I successfully passed and completed certification in August of last year and said, let's see what that does. And it, it helped me get um, a lot of interviews and, and discussions and things like that. But a lot of what was out in the market that would really kind of fulfill fill, if you will, really wasn't there. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to try to find a different venue or a different outlet or a different path, if you will, and, and really help people on LinkedIn specifically, because a lot of those, you know, a, a lot of those job seekers, um, I saw, you know, at the time, a lot of that frustration, a lot of what I went through, like, I just, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to turn. I need somebody to help me out. Um, and so that's what really made me say, let, let's, let's do it. Like, let me just get myself out there and, and see not only a matter of if I can do this, but really a matter of like, when's the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that I took this, this time, this, you know, yearish plus time to, to really test the waters, if you will. Um, and, and I think if it was, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have started my own business. Um, or I, I wouldn't have gotten the, the clients that I have. I mean, I've got my first client program this Thursday, which I, I never, like, I never thought I, I could, I would be here right now saying that like that is, and I know it's like client number one, but that is a huge like thing that, that I have felt I'm so like fulfilled and so amazed by that because that person sees the value and what I can bring. And, and it's just, it's been incredible. Um, and it's been a great ride. So. Yeah. And, and so a couple of things too, though. So these have been hard times, right? But, but oh, yeah. you have that first client coming up this Thursday. And like you said earlier, there are a lot of career coaches and a lot of career strategists that are out there, but I, Personally, I think that one thing that draws people to you is the um, the constant optimism. Um, not only the constant optimism, but the bright orange color, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, uh, it draws you in because it, it also speaks to your personality. So let's talk about this. Sure. Why is orange one of your staple colors? How did that come to be? <laughs> okay, so the truth is, and this is again I'm, the kind of a quirk. Um, the orange color actually came, and I have a I have a pretty good long term memory like you as well, Robert. But um, uh, the orange color, I remember back when I was about six years old. Uh, my family and I we used to live up in Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, and we went to just a grocery store with my parents. And as 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 long as I can remember, you go to the front counter, you see all the piles of candy right and of course i'm i'm tall enough or i'm short enough if you will to be like eye level with all that candy <laughs> and that's so, a trick they, they put it there yeah. for the kids to beg the parents for it that, that's a it's trick the, yeah. the impulse buying my friend exactly so of course i saw dead center there was this orange package of reese's peanut butter cups i've never had peanut butter and chocolate in my life at that point i'm like oh mom you know mommy mommy i want to have some of this how can i have it and, you know it's like 50 cents at the time so she's like yeah sure and I, you know, bit into the peanut butter cup and man, I'll tell you, it's my favorite. It's to this day, it's still my mm. favorite candy. And so I've associated like chocolate peanut butter 
with the color orange, but but that's just the beginning. I mean, my my college all, alma mater um, by by acquaintance, not on purpose, but by accident, is orange and black in colors. Um, and so it's just like that's that's been kind of another fun thing to share about the color orange. Um, it's bright, and it, it it like you said before, it really speaks to that optimistic, bright personality that I really portray and that I really want to have um, every day. So it's 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 a color that's been around with me since the beginning and it's been just such a joy to be able to like use it into the business because I didn't want to in the beginning. I wanted to maybe have like a blue primary color, like the color of calm and stuff like that. Yeah. I said, man, no, nah, I, I need, it needs to be, it needs to be bright. It needs to be something that's going to grab that person's attention. So it's, it's, it's been good. Well, and, and you know what, that, that dovetails right into what you said earlier, you get to be you in your business. Because, and I'm sure you did what most of us do. You read about the colors that you should have, because you're right. Blue is supposed to be calming. Um, yellow is supposed to be excitement. Red could possibly be excitement or anger. But you said, I want orange. And, and it's interesting that you say that because my primary color is black. And a lot of people tell you, well, black, it's kind of authoritative, but sometimes it means somber and sad. I'm like, well, it's my favorite color. But I will tell you another secret, my friend. So some people know that I love cheese balls and they are orange, but the chocolate and the peanut butter Reese cups happens to be my favorite guilty pleasure when it comes to a candy snack. There is nothing like chocolate and peanut butter together. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would mm -hmm. do almost anything for a Reese cup. Almost. Yeah. But you know what? We've got Usama here. My man, Usama. Usama says, Philip Davis, PHR, is a real genuine dude. Love his commitment to positivity and his willingness to help. Now, Usama, if you guys don't know Usama, he's a stand-up guy, too. He's just, he's just a great, all-around great guy. Every time I see him, he has probably like a, a, a gazillion live shows on LinkedIn. So I don't know if the man ever sleeps. I just know <laughs> I see him everywhere. He's everywhere you want to be. So, all right, so look. You're here with me on the Corporate Quitters. We are talking to Philip Davis today, Fulfillment, a career strategist and a career coach. He's just finished telling us about orange being one of his favorite colors, and it represents him, and it truly does. But the next thing I want to ask you about, Phil, is the bow tie, because I see the bow tie <laughs> matching, and it's looking really nice. Not many people can wear bow ties. Not many people can actually tie the bow tie. That's a real bow tie, isn't it? It is, yeah. All right, so tell us, why the bow tie? So it's, it's, we'll kind of go into um, my, my college days. And so kind of, we'll, we'll go back to when I was six again, because it, in the same time frame relatively that I got to um, really get a loving or a craving for Reese's peanut butter cups and orange. I also started singing and playing the piano at the local church up in Detroit as well. And so Ever since I was six, I, I've always loved performing arts. I've always loved to sing and like do community theaters. And so as we moved down here to Atlanta, Georgia, I started really getting involved with those community theater performances. We're talking like when I was 10, 11, 12 and, and stuff there. And so when I went to, um, to school over at Mercer, of course, one of the requirements for, for men, for gentlemen, 
if they were going to be in the choirs and perform and also like sing for recitals is they had to wear a bow tie. And so a lot of the bow tie aspect of, of the brand brings a lot of that kind of musical tuneness and, and, and puns and stuff like that there. So it's, um, it, it, it's definitely more about kind of the performing side because a lot of people, you know, too, it, it's it, not to like answer my own question, but a lot of folks are like, well, what is music and why, how does music and business go together? Like what's going on? Right. Um, and, and they go hand in hand seamlessly, because if you think about it, if you're a music performer, you're trying to convey a tune or your voice to the audience. Right. So it's not about the person performing. It's about how are you trying to convey that you know musical piece that repertoire that like moment in time to really have that audience know what you're going through and really bringing them in and and attracting them right so a lot of it's in business right businesses are out there of all sorts to 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 differentiate and to try to convey their target audiences so it's like in that kind of high level example that they, they go hand in hand and so I, I do uh, I do know quite a bit of performing arts folks um, out in my network on LinkedIn and 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 it's like those folks have such creativity and innovation and 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 just passion for for others as well because they see the the um, they see the connection between performing arts and and business it, whether it's corporate business whether it's you know entrepreneurship or, or the like so. Yeah, you know, I'm actually glad you said that because that was going to be one of my next questions. Do you see a link between being a talented musician and uh, the work that you do now? But, you know, I think I think really, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to have some creative talents because you're doing it all. Like you, you don't have anyone you can call on to help at least not initially, at least not in the early stages after being in business for two weeks and having your very first client already as soon as you get your LLC, right? So you guys, if you just joined us, I am Robert Berry. You are here on the Corporate Quitters Podcast. We are here with Philip Davis. Philip is a career strategist and a career coach. And Juana has just joined us and she says, top of the morning to you, Robert and Phil. Love the bow tie. Wanna, we just finished talking about the bow tie, so hopefully you heard that discussion because I, t I was telling Phil earlier, I used to be a bow tie guy before the pandemic. I've got a bow tie for every day of the week and then some, and I've got pocket squares and socks to match. Like Phil said, gentlemen wear bow ties. And Phil, that's a real bow tie. That's not a clip on. That's You tied that yourself, right? There you yeah. go. I mean, there you go. Right there, there's proof. <laughs> there you go. See, I'm of the belief, why wear a bow tie if you're not gonna tie it? Some people may disagree with that, but why wear a bow tie if you're not going to tie it? Okay, so now you just told us how the pandemic was pretty rough on you. And you know, you, you were actually laid off at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. So it's been a long year. Mm -hmm. um, you talked about how, you know, for a short period of time, it kind of was depressing, but I've heard you talk about your biggest supporter. I've heard you talk about this person before. Yep. So tell me, who's your biggest supporter and, and why? Yep. You know, it. Uh, my wife, my wife, Kelsey. I mean, I, I tell you, I mean, we've, we've, we've been through a lot um, as, as everybody has, has been through a lot this past, you know, year and a half to two-ish years. And having having 
my wife and, and I may, I may choke up, but that's fine. So it's all about vulnerability. Um, when, when it happened, when the lay, when I had my first layoff, you know, no big deal. I was good. When the second one happened, it was like, okay, I'm a failure. Like, I, I just, I can't go, I can't go on. Like, I'm not good enough for HR. Like I had all of these thoughts, Robert, like just, I'm not good enough. Like, I'm just, I'm a terrible recruiter. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where to begin, that kind of thing. And really having my wife there every single day and still here, Kelsey and I, I mean, the the thing about her and really obviously one of the reasons, the many reasons I married her is she's, she's very much a giver like I am. She, she mm. is very loyal to other people. She loves making a difference in, in her current role. So she's an account executive. She sells accounting software for a, a highly reputable organization. Okay. And, you know, she said too, she said, look, you know, if you want to venture off on your own and, and really do what you want to do, if you're going to find that happiness and, and that fulfillment and that contentment, all the, all the above, if you will, you have my support. And, and it was, there was no hesitation from her about this at all. Wow. She said, what do you have to lose? I'm like, I don't have anything to lose. I really don't. Um, and, and we're just in a, in a place where, where we really were able to do this. Um, and, and I'm so grateful and so fortunate and so fulfilled that, that, you know, I have her as, as that, as that, that true support. Um, and, and a lot of, a lot of the reasons why I am where I'm at right now today is because of her. And it's, it's the truth. Um, it's, it's the truth. And I, I have her to thank for a lot of things. So. Yeah. And that, and that's awesome because truly having the right support makes all the difference in the world. Cause if you think about it, you were actually able to take the past year and fine tune who you wanted to be when you started fulfillment. Because you you said it, you said that first you were doing pro bono work and that work morphed over time until you figured out, hey, I'm Philip Davis. This is what I do very well. Now we're going to start fulfillment and this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. But you had that support system there for you. And you talk about her a lot. That's why I wanted to bring it up. And my friend Garnell is here from the Bahamas. She says, good morning, Robert and Philip. Orange equals energy. Yeah. Garnell, it really does for Philip. It, it, it's a lot of energy. And, and the thing, too, is what strikes you is, is really wanting to be drawn into Phil is when you look at his LinkedIn page, that orange background is all you see initially. And then you see him, you see his head, but you see that orange and you're like, yeah, anybody who will put the orange out there and just go against, you know, the traditional corporate colors. That's somebody I want to talk to. At least that's what I think. You know, but, but not everyone will think that. But I think, too, by putting yourself out there and being your authentic self, you'll draw in people who think like that and you'll repel those who don't. But that's good because now your optimum clients will be the ones who will come to you. Exactly. And 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 that's the thing. Right. I mean, there are so many people. Out you know, on LinkedIn, on social, there are so many people and, 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 and LinkedIn is, is, it is, it is truly the number one platform I come to every day. And it's truly, we talk about that support with Kelsey, my wife, that was also a, a, another 
reason why I wanted to get into doing my own thing um, mm-hmm. as that next step because of the support system on LinkedIn and, and other you know social platforms and even HR organizations I'm a part of. I mean, I have quite a bit of HR people in, in my network that have all supported me. Every single one of them has supported me. And they've all said, you have, you are doing great things. You're going to be awesome. Um, and, and, and that's, it's what it's all about. And, and, you know, I, I wouldn't be, I truly wouldn't be the person I am if it wasn't for the support. And so that's really where fulfillment's all around. And it's, and it's really what I think makes us very different and unique from traditional HR strategists and and coaches is that we really try to make the time to be there for our clients. You know, my goal or my, my strategy long-term was never to really get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients, unless we become a really big entity and I've got employees to work with, which hopefully someday we will. But, you know, starting out, it was really bringing in, you know, a few clients here and there, but really giving them the, the experience of a lifetime. I, I give kudos to, you know, Shanae Murray, who we both know with the Growth Academy, who, who really has taught me a lot about that. It's it's not about just providing a service if you're a service-oriented business. It's really clients investing, you know, their time and money into the experiences that you're going to give them. And so I think for fulfillment, that's what we do differently. We want to make sure that we're there with you along the whole way. We're not just reviewing your resume. We're not just going to be looking at um, your LinkedIn. We're really going to fine tune it so that you're being presented in a way that's going to be successful. Case in point, also on the business side, it's it's we do offer some employer branding services as well. So same thing. We're really wanting to get those employers to position themselves as a as a unique, attractive brand so that they're able to bring in top talent. But it doesn't just stop at the end of the business transaction. We really try to keep that relationship going and moving and do check-ins and things like that. So that's really like what makes us different. Um, and, and again, bringing that personality into the business, it was, it was a no brainer. I said that, ma'am, this is, this is what I love to do and, and let's make a business out of it and, and strategize our models, our coaching models and our, you know, talent act consulting, um, framework around that. All right. So if you guys are just joining us, you're on the Corporate Critters Podcast with Robert Berry. My guest today is Philip Davis from Fulfillment. We're talking about support now because Phil has just told us, well, his biggest supporter, his wife, Kelsey, has really helped him in this, well, tumultuous time. I mean, it's been pretty bad for everyone. But then he also talked about the support system he received on LinkedIn. And he also talked about the support system in a group where he and I actually met, met called Growth Academy, where uh, we've been un- learning a lot from Shanae Murray. But as you can tell, Phil's approach to career and HR strategy is very different and supportive, too. I mean, you can hear it just by the things that we've been talking about today. And so that's why I really wanted to bring Phil on. because he And I said in the intro, he's a really good guy. Phil really is a good guy. So if you guys need any type of HR services, career coaching, or career strategies, Phil is your man. You know what, though, guys? If you're just joining and you missed it, we talked about Phil's favorite snack, which is one that we happen to share in common, Reese Cups. 
Mm -hmm. Got any Reese cups you want to send us? Now, let me, so speaking of Reese cups now, you know, I'm a little hungry, so I'm going back to the Reese cups. <laughs> Do you accept payment in Reese cups? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. That would be, that would be kind of interesting though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Is that an acceptable form of payment for your <laughs> Uh, if they want to like keep, keep my energy up because the thing, yeah, and you know this about me already, like I can't have all this sugar, like <laughs> during the day. Um, cause I go crazy, but, um, same with coffee, but yeah, I mean, if folks want to, if folks want to <laughs> ship us, they want to keep me going like that yeah, by all means, but <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, um, now I've got to tell you. Now that the cat's out of the bag about that, yeah. you are not going to live this down. I remember I did a video about a month ago where I was in the store and I just saw a bunch of cheese balls, this big plastic container. They won't let me live it down now. <laughs> you see it in most comments. Yeah. Somebody is going to bring up the cheese balls. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing is, too, I actually said that I don't share my cheese balls. I don't. And some people have something to say about that. Well, darn it, go buy your own. Better yet, buy me some. <laughs> yeah, <they're... laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we couldn't keep it serious for that long. Okay, so no. now, but in, in all seriousness, I think that every industry is in need of a shakeup from time to time. It's in need for somebody to come in and inject something different. I think that that's what you're doing right now. So tell me, how are you different from, and let's, let's do this in two different areas. One, yep. the other career coaches that are out there. And then yep. second, the other career strategists that work for organizations. So for you as a career coach, how are you different from the other folks that are out there? Yeah, I, I think, you know, for, for me and, and for the business, I think a lot of what has, has gotten me and and the company so far so successful is that personable approach, right? It's it's really not making it so much a transaction. Oh, hey, here's your resume. Have a good day. Off you go, kind of thing. It's like let's really talk um, about you and and really getting to understand you as the person and your uniqueness and really tailoring that or fine tuning that, if you will into a resume, into a LinkedIn profile, or into a portfolio, if you're wanting to be different, um, finding new and unique ways to differentiate your candidacy out there. And so again, when, when I say time, I mean, I really do mean it. It's, it's we, we really make the time for people um, in, in every service that we provide. And, and the same thing, I think once, once we get going on the, the talent acquisition consulting side with businesses, same thing, you know, we're going to be offering a lot of consultancy services for orgs where we can come in, really see their recruiting process, see what's working, what isn't working, but also like taking the time to like talk to those hiring managers, those um, those HR, you know, executives, those HR generalists, folks like that, and, and really working more or less as a collaboration versus just like, you know, a one way kind of transaction, if that makes any sense. So I think we, we really like to bring a, a a musical kind of personable, creative approach into what we do full scale. 
You know, I, I think that this is a really good time for you. So I, I was reading recently that there are approximately 10 and a half million open jobs in the U.S. alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there are a lot of people. Now, some of this was because of the pandemic, but then some of this is people are not wanting to go back to work the same way that they went to work before the pandemic. Now, with that many jobs being open, what that says to me is there's something broken in the recruiting process, you know, whether it be obtaining the talent and or retaining the talent. Uh, a lot of people are saying they aren't going back to work. And so what's missing? Like what is missing in the marketplace from an HR standpoint yep. that are that that's creating this big failure in attracting and retaining talent? I mean, I think a lot of it, I, I, I mentioned this before, I mean, I think a lot of what has happened is that, again, the pandemic has caused a lot of people, particularly in the employee base of these companies, to really focus on where they want to go next. And if they have not had that fulfillment that we talked about before, right, and, and really there's their employees are looking for, they're looking for that. They're looking for that clarity. They're looking for that fulfillment. They're looking for that happiness in their careers, in their life. And with the pandemic and how it's, you know, caused like some shutdowns and it's caused people to have to work remote. A lot of people I feel have realized, wow, I could, I could do my job from home. I could do it in a hybrid capacity. I think with the exception of like manufacturing production roles and roles that, you know, you have to be on site, most of our most positions now, I mean, they can be done out of the comfort of your home. They can be done in a hybrid capacity. Um, and so it's it's really, and, and I think you've heard this before. I think mean, I think that the pandemic has kind of sped up society, you know, 10, 20 years, right? Where it is like, okay, there is gonna be more flexibility. There is gonna be more, you know, work from home, that kind of thing there. So I think, companies are i'll say it this way they're 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 trying to catch up with where things should be um if you will and so i think a lot of it is is and one of the things that we we try to do is to help bridge that gap between job seekers and companies making sure everybody's on the same page right if there's a hybrid job that needs to be on site twice a week they can do it from home the rest of the week. Let's make sure we're all on the same page. You also see a lot of this on LinkedIn too, where uh, people are talking about entry-level job postings and they're saying, hey, you got to have three to five years experience. It's like, if you need a couple years experience, let's work together. Let's, let's not point fingers. Let's work together, collaborate, and really determine, do you really need you know a mid-career level person that has that experience? Or do we need to fine tune the job description a little bit so that you're getting the right talent for your business? Um, so it's it can be as as granular or as as specific as like that job description example. But I think in the bigger picture, there's just there's these there are these gaps here that just need to be sealed, if you will, um, and just employers and job seekers need to be on the same page. And so one of the, the goals, long-term goals that we have is to 
is to do that, which is why we actually work both with job seekers and companies, because a lot of people have asked, well, why don't you just focus on one area and not the other? It's like, I want to do both because I've seen both and and that's what's needed. Yeah, and, and that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, it's a time when we all have to think of new ways to do things. Uh, so I'm glad when people have asked you that question that you were able to answer it effectively. Because you oftentimes find that sometimes people ask you questions and it's just a curiosity. And other times it actually is a judgment. But yeah, I think working with both makes sense, especially with 10 and a half million jobs out there that are open. I think this, I think we'll be talking to you in about six months from now and you'll be like, yeah, I'm doing real well. Here's some of my clients. Who knows? We might we might even see you in Forbes magazine. I mean, you know, I want that it, again. Uh, yeah, right, right. But but I think it all starts with, I think it all starts with, the color orange. Now I don't mean that literally. I mean that figuratively. But I mean the excitement that you bring, the fact that that is your color, the optimism, the energy. Like Grinnell said, I think it all starts with the fact that you, in fulfillment, you are the fill in fulfillment. Um, so tell us, Phil, what kind of programs do you have now? Yeah, so we have all sorts of different ones. So, so we offer resume review services. We offer LinkedIn review services for job seekers. Um, we do also offer interview preparation. So of course we have all of these different service names, very musically in tune, if you will. So like for mock interviewing, we don't call it mock interview. We call it the interview warm up. So if you're like warming up your instrument, warming up your voice, we wanted to come up with a a cool way to do that um, as well. And then like resume review and harmonization. So getting that resume or that LinkedIn in harmony with that employer so that they see the connection. Um, And then on the business side, we offer employer branding and resonation, right? So how is that company going to resonate with those target job seekers that they're trying to, you know, they're trying to hire and they're trying to, to work on? So, so that, that's a need, I think, right now, too, is, is a, lot of, a lot of orgs. Um, there, there's some companies out there doing phenomenal in their branding efforts. Um, but there's, there are some out there that, that, you know, we can always look at doing like a brand refresh and things like that. And so one of the things that that we come came up with said, well, let's like make the names musically in tune and and say, hey, we're going to be, you know, resonating or helping to resonate your your company brand. So you're bringing in the right talent and things there. Um, But then, of course, like full scale recruiting. So we do offer recruitment services. So if companies need to fill positions, we do offer that as well. And then also talent acquisition strategy as well. So um, talent acquisition, there is a difference. So recruiting is more or less like placing the talent versus talent act, which is more of the strategic side of it. Um, So TA services would be more of, hey, let's go in as a consultant and let's look at your process from, from beginning to end. Let's see if there are any hiccups. Let's see if we can really collaborate and find ways to, or fine tune, if you will, ways that we can enhance it, streamline it, and make it better for everybody all around. So that's kind of where we are right now. Um, We're looking at getting a four-week on the job-seeking side, or really in the business side, we're looking to um, create kind of like a four-week 
tune program um, where, where it really encompasses kind of the whole. So if people want the whole repertoire, if you will, of like a resume review, a LinkedIn review, some networking and branding on the job seeking side, we are currently coming up with a four week program um, that will encompass all of it, including accountability meetings, which a lot of folks aren't doing in, on the coaching side. Yep. So it's it's that kind of kind of, kind of stuff we're doing right now. Yeah, so it's it's it almost sounds like a a career strategy community, dare I say. Yeah. Nice. All right. You guys, we're on the Corporate Quitters Podcast with Philip Davis from Fulfillment, a career coach and career strategist. He just told us about some of the great things that they're doing at his company because there are 10 and a half million job openings out there right now. There are quite a few people that don't have jobs right now that are looking for work. And if you're looking for work, Phil is probably your man to help the man to help get you prepared and get you that job that you are looking for. So Phil, tell us where in the world can we find you if we want to know more about fulfillment? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our company website is, we'll make it very easy. It's fulfillment, spelled F-U-L-P-H-I-L-L-M-E-N-T.com. So that's pretty straightforward. Um, and uh, we do have a LinkedIn page as well. So that's, of course, linkedin.com slash company slash fulfillment. So we just created that last week. So we'll start putting some content out there. Um, our next steps are going to be doing all the other social accounts, your Instagram and Facebook eventually, but we wanted to make sure we got a LinkedIn account up and running. And then folks, you know, directly, they can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, linkedin.com slash in slash Philip with two L's, John Davis. I'm always on LinkedIn. Um, you can reach me there. You can go to our website, contact me there. And uh, yeah, so we're we're just we're here. We're happy to help. Yeah. And you know what? I, I would say everyone connect with Phil on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I think when you make connections with people on LinkedIn, you want to see who they are. You want to see what type of stuff they post. Phil posts stuff on a regular basis and it, it allows you to get to know who he is. And after you get to know who he is, you're going to want to do business with him. So <laughs> head on over to LinkedIn. Find Philip. Connect with Philip, start watching his stuff, start engaging with his stuff because it's like a movie. You'll laugh, you'll sing, you'll cry, <laughs> all with Philip. Um, so let me ask you, is there is there anything that you want to leave people with? You want to have any any parting words of wisdom? Yeah. yeah, I would I would really say that if if you're in if you're in a place of um of like uncertainty right now, or if you feel like you're not progressing where you want to be, know that good things are coming your way. And if you keep, I, I did a post yesterday about consistency and being having consistency is, is key and really not like focusing on the extremities of what you're trying to accomplish, but just being consistent and, and, a, you know, a, one step is a step, whether it's a big step or a small step. So I always encourage you um, and, and my network and folks out here, just don't give up, but also continue to move, continue to breathe and just continue that like fluid motion 
of of not giving up on yourself because you're worth a lot in this world and we only have one shot to make it happen and so if you are struggling and i tell this to folks all the time do please reach out um to people in your network. I'm always here to talk. If people need to talk about anything, I am also here. Uh, we don't do a lot of life coaching and stuff just yet, but it's it's something that I, I'm a very, very good listener. So do reach out um, if you need anything. I mean, the the community on, on LinkedIn and social is is absolutely incredible. And it it's there are people out there who want to help. But um, personally, on my end, I'm I'm here to be an ear, um, to listen to to your tunes, and and yes, I've been getting requests to do singing content videos, so that will also be happening very very soon. So, <laughs> wow! So I couldn't have said it any better myself. The only thing I will end with is. Let's wait for the singing content. And if we don't see it in a couple of weeks, we're all going to spam. Hold, you me, account, hold me accountable. Yep. <laughs> hold, me, right. hold me accountable. So absolutely. And on that note, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Corporate Quitters Podcast. If you like this episode, go to your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star rating. I think we deserve it, don't you? If you want to know more, go to thecorporatequitters.com. Again, that is thecorporatequitters.com. You'll find articles. You'll find apparel. That's right. We've got merch. You'll find ways to contact us and to keep in touch with us. www.thecorporatequitters.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.